Hello, friends. I hope that you are enjoying this beautiful Monday evening, afternoon, depends on what time zone you're in. I happen to be on the uh, best coast time, which is the Pacific coast, which right now it is 440 over here. So we're not quite at raw, you know, the uh, day after the Royal Rumble. But there is huge news to talk about. So Mike Stallings, my co-host, my friend, my partner, we need to discuss the biggest news of them all. Help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. Help me, Rhonda. Help, help. My question to you, sir. You didn't tell me shit. I already knew this. I want to make very clear at this I point. You. Did you call Nakamura? No, everybody called Nakamura. Oh, That's okay. The things that, That's yeah. what you're trying to take credit for now? <laughs> Something just like that? Okay, great. What I want everybody to feel right now is what I'm feeling. As an MMA fan, podcaster, uh, enthusiast, seeing Ronda Rousey in the WWE is eliciting many responses. But I want to start with asking you how you feel about it right the second. It's game-changing. Um, I went out to lunch, and I think um, Highly Questionable was on in the fourth story down was Ronda Rousey to WWE. I mean, that's what they want, right? When's the last time they got like a super mainstream push like this? I mean, all out crossover like Iverson. <laughs> I mean, probably since Ronda was on the last time, if you really think about it with The Rock. <laughs> I just like this idea. True. I like the fact that there is a crossroads of Ronda Rousey haters. Now, Ronda Rousey, if you really follow the storyline, was a huge professional wrestling fan, or at least smart enough to understand how professional wrestling could help her uh, UFC career so that she would be the heel. She didn't shake Misha Tate's hand, therefore she's a bitch. She didn't like talking to the press, therefore she's a bitch. This seemed to be a narrative that would follow her in mixed martial arts. So internet trolls feel very strongly about her, but you combine that with an all-female Royal Rumble, and you have a disconnect for individuals who don't know how to deal with this because wrestling is a man's game. So how the fuck are these ladies coming in and ruining it all, Mike? I ask you that. How do they ruin it? What are you talking about? That's the because they made because they made because they made invented the Royal Rumble. That's the perspective that's being told right now. I've seen several uh, tweets. I've seen several complaining uh, memes or all these things about people talking about the Me Too movement being part of the societal change. Oh, get get it I out of here! We already went over this. No, how? No, no, no! It that was that wasn't even a thing when they were doing this when they had the Sasha Banks and Bailey thing at Brooklyn, the first main event. You know, the first time ever women have it wasn't hashtag Me Too. You know what I mean? I don't that hadn't even existed. So but they've been they doing this. Okay with you can't encapsulate that with this. But see, this is why, because you have the same crybabies who are not okay. Like, I guess it's okay if women are going to be wrestlers and whatever, but they cannot be the last match. And then you have to think to yourself logically. Now, the WWE wouldn't just make a Women's Royal Rumble out of thin air for no reason. It would seem like you would need some sort of catalyst or some giant draw that maybe the UFC doesn't have right now that could reach a whole new demographic that maybe was not afforded to them 
thus inner Ronda Rousey. Let's talk about her walking out, and then we'll come back to the whole uh, man babies uh, not feeling very good about it or internet trolls. What was your reaction to her coming out and just pointing at the sign? <clears throat> That's not what you should be asking me. You should be asking me what was your reaction when number 30 hit and it wasn't Ronda. Okay, let's start there then. If you're going to ask yourself the question, answer it. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, you did. Maybe, maybe I had a question for you one time, Raph. No, no, no. This is Riff. <laughs> Mike, before we went to air, was like, we should change the name of the podcast. And I was like, God damn it. This is not how we start every week. Yeah. Mike. What Bumps was your question trunk. for me, sir? I just, um, yeah, you should be asking me how I felt it, when number 30 hit and it wasn't Rhonda because I think that's what everybody was kind of expecting. Mm -hmm. The argument for smarks like us and people that are, you know, vested into the universe. Um, are we, are we, were we robbed by not having Rhonda be in the Rumble as opposed to her? It kind of felt like a consolation at that. And like, oh, yeah, when you hear, heard the music hit. And that goes back to it. Well, answer that question, and then I'll go with my second part to answer something you were talking about earlier. Okay. Uh, to talk about the that actual feeling, I want to encapsulate where I was. I was having a blast with the female Royal Rumble. And more so to the fact that they brought back a lot of the women who really helped to establish uh, female wrestlers in the WWE, and I thought that was a great way to pay tribute to it. Some people may still feel that's a nostalgia trip. Yeah, definitely. But I think it was effective in the sense that, you know what, dude? If they paved the way for something and they heard there was a Royal Rumble, I think it's kind of cool that they would bring them back in. It's no different than having a smile on your face when you see the Dudleys or the Hardys and you go, oh, that's pretty cool. Even yesterday, seeing Rey Mysterio Jr., it's not like they looked at them and they said, oh, him again? Jesus. I'm so over it. That societal change. They're bringing back more brown people. Jeez. This whole Trump thing. No. Does that, guy, that. does that guy ever age? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, you know what it is? I think, you know, when you put on those green masks, so there's a mask in the mask so that he keeps himself looking very young. I don't want to get too deep into that. What I want to get to is when I, they got to 30 and you'd already seen the twins and you had already seen all these females come through. You said – they got to be holding her for something bigger. Now, one detail that I especially liked for this Royal Rumble was having the two champions sit at ringside because I thought that added a very uh, queen element to, please, one of you chumps, challenge me for this belt. And I thought that was awesome. So you figure there's got to be more drama there. So when you get to the actual end of it and Ronda hasn't come out, when she came out, it was the right call. And it was also, you know, at first you're thinking, why is Stephanie doing commentary? There's got to be a reason here. Why would they have so much struggle in being like, where did Booker T go? Oh, no, where would he possibly be? Well, you know what? It's part of the draw. It's part of the, the storyline, kids. So having Stephanie struggle to handshake with Ronda Rousey was great. But Ronda Rousey just comes in and points. Now, the joke that my wife said is, is she coming to fight or play with her hair? And I said, that's a pretty funny joke. Well, I think they were listening to what we had said earlier with there's kind of less is more, like with the, those kind of promo things, which I thought was a nice touch with the guys because the minute we saw that the guys were going to be in the middle, you kind of knew that they're saving Ronda for the end because yeah. that goes back to the old theory is that you want 
you know, you want the best pop for last. Hogan always wanted to be on last, so you're going to save that for that's the last thing. That was the last thing you saw. That was the lasting impression was Ronda pointing. I mean, you have glorious thread of memes that are going to shoot out here <laughs> on the hour, like the doomsday <laughs> clock every minute. You post one. It's just getting closer to our extinction. Well, it's getting closer to WrestleMania. It's the Roger smarter you get. Uh, clock, I guess. I don't know, man. I mean, I was into it for this sake. Uh, Ronda Rousey is a huge draw. And one of the appeals that she had in the UFC, I remember somebody getting really mad that before one of her pay-per-view matches, I think it was her last one, she had a shampoo commercial right before she was about to fight. Never has that happened in the UFC. That gets a whole new demo that brings in not only the people who would watch MMA, who probably want to see her fall and get beat up. That's cool. It's the same thing with Lesnar. But they also bring in a younger girl demographic who now will look to that and say, that's their new moment. And I think that's fucking cool. Yeah, but if it was booked in the dubs, she would have fought somebody for said shampoo commercial, right? <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah, exactly. All the Booker T and Edge. <laughs> Which brings me back to what I was trying to finish with. When they chose at the guys, right at the end, when Nakamura won and they had um, him choose on the spot, mm. I thought that was a pretty nice touch because then you found out there you didn't have to wait for the Raw for the next. So when you learned that that aspect of it, and they were going to save that for the end with the women's that had a, that added the whole, you know, because we don't know who they chose. You know what I mean? What is yeah. is Ronda going to have to earn something? Is her name big enough to just grant her a shot? Is this how this works? What they, they, There's so many ways that they could fuck this up again. But it was nice that they kind of went through with what they said they were going to do, even though she tried to Jericho us and tell us that she wasn't going to. And everybody read that for shit, too. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> I thought you're going to be in attendance. I would go, too. Fuck. I thought one thing that was cool is apparently Ronda did not tell her husband's kids that she would appear on there. So they put video on them. Hey, you know what though? Here's what you have to think though. Mike. That's what you got to do this day and age. You're right. It's not just that it's all of the social media that comes from it. Like I read you, uh, Charlotte Flair's response that said, just goes to show everybody wants to be in the women's division. A perfect tweet. It is on brand. It is talking about this growing revolution but more importantly, it's going to get the social media attention that all of these people deserve. So for one night, every one of those participants not only got to have a Royal Rumble match that would, of course, get the aid of Ronda Rousey at the very end. But I feel like her being in the Rumble didn't actually overshadow them in the Rumble. And it let them have the Rumble and then the moment after. And if you want to talk about Ronda usurping that just by showing up at the end, all she did was point. I want to go on this point as well. When Ronda just comes out and pulls The Undertaker and looks at the sign and starts smiling, you get some of these people who are saying she's a terrible actress. Now, that much is true. I don't think she's a terrible or a good actress. No. She's not. We've seen it. We've seen it live. You go to PWG, right? Mm-hmm. She was a PWG staple. Her and the four horsewomen were always ringside. Somehow, Alan's friends with him. You know <laughs> what I mean? He's he's friends with – he's, like, really good friends with Shayna. That's a whole other thing, but – She's giddy for that stuff, man. Mm-hmm. She, like, truly loves it. And us knowing that because we're, you know, the knuckleheads that really love it as much as her. She's, like, one of us. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I think she kind of was corpsing over the fact that this is maybe it was her dream all along. And that she just figured out that she could kick ass 
you know, when she started growing into it. But she's always wrestling's been a big part of, you know, everybody's life. Once you get on it, you either love it or leave it. So, yeah, you, that's that's shown through. Now, here's why I enjoy this. I think of it like this. If I'm a writer and let's say in six years, somebody comes up to me and says, Raph, you get to make a big appearance at the end of the Royal Rumble. I'd be like, well, what's my character? I'm like, fuck it. Characters don't matter anymore. And I would break character. And, you know, I wouldn't even mind because you know what? It's even better that it doesn't fit into a package. People were complaining. I was like, ah, she didn't stay in character. What if her character is to just be that? She doesn't have to be a personification of anything mm. just yet. Because the rules are fucking changing around people. And they don't like the fact when someone's not a heel and oh. someone's not a face, dude. They don't have a choice. They didn't get to build this character. This isn't somebody playing a character. She's, she has her name. She already did Ellen. We've already seen the human side that they have to write and put into these five-minute vignettes to put over these new tag teams and stuff like that. This, she already, she's already somewhat – and she's already established herself. You know what I mean? So this is what we've all wanted. We wanted to see if the crossover and the realism is going to work, which I thought was really cool about NXT because it is foreshadowing this new brand of, you know, the women's aspect of what a shoot match can look like, the submission type. Shayna versus Ember Moon was just a complete different take on how to tell a story when MMA really meets – Sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it, the graps, wrestling. <laughs> the graps. But a lot of people, a lot of people put that as like, it was boring. The submissions took too long. It could have, you know, been chopped in half. But I think they did a really good job of not only telling the story within what they were trying to do, but of foreshadowing the type of um, hybrid that's going to come around with having Ronda, Jessamine, Shayna, and um, I don't know what uh, Roddy's wife's name is. I forgot. But they're all going to have some kind of impact, and then you can, you know. You get to crossbreed it with the Can- Candice LeRae's, you know, the people that have been here, but also respect of what they're trying to do because it is this revolution that they're really, I mean, they're really doubling down on it, man. They might have a women's elimination chamber. That'd be rad. I just, uh, so I want to make sure that people understand this. I was a fan of yesterday. I appreciated yesterday. I had an actual pop of good. When I saw her do the interview and I saw her give what seemed as genuine responses just in terms of, well, you know, what would describe your feeling right now. And she said something that I thought rang true, especially for very few people who have this, which is, you know, I'm just really happy right now. When I used to go to the UFC, I just used to go fight. Now I actually get to come out here and enjoy that. And that statement really uh it made me happy for her because in the ufc it's true you do go out and put on a show and there's the pouty face and there was the ronda always storming to the cage and having to keep in that character if you would now she just gets her desserts so she's put in the work for years you can't deny the fact that she was a hard worker as a judo uh you know silver medalist which is amazing still you can't deny the fact that she essentially put female MMA on the map. And now, question mark, will she take women's wrestling to another element? That's a bigger question mark. Because, like we said, not a great actress. So promos will probably be rough. I foresee that. I understand that. No, you've been around a while. You know it's about moments. And I think she, just, I think she just did. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so... 
that's why it was so one necessary and so important to have it in that kind of bubble. It didn't matter, like you said, it didn't matter if she worked the match or not. Mm-mm. Would it? <clears throat> this is just me being um, a mark. What if Paul Heyman came out like after the rumble and just said, "Ladies and gentlemen," mm-hmm. and he introduced her in Philly? Would that have added to it, or you think it would have taken away? Because she still doesn't have to talk. You know, she's way more versatile in terms of knowing how to use her words way better than Brock Lesnar. I can't, I can't wait for her um, her talk show segment called Rhonda's Roadhouse. <laughs> On the other side, though, I do feel that, I mean, Paul Heyman with anybody is an asset. You know, I'm a talker, but if I brought Paul Heyman with me to, like, introduce me, like, as my opening act... I'd be like, oh, well, then it would that. coincide with Les. Well, it would coincide with Lesnar. He's got the two uh, MMA, like established MMA people. You know, what I mean, that could be a oh three because isn't Philip Philip <laughs> Brooks an established young Mr. MMA superstar? Yes, yes, I recall him once. <sighs> Simpler like days, fine chap. I the old laddie Philip. But you mentioned something, and that's an interesting quandary. I wonder if they explore that route. You know, yesterday you have. Rhonda going up and shaking Stephanie McMahon's hands, which is kind of interesting because I go, oh, is she going to play a heel? Is she going to be an enforcer? Is that just a see you later, bitch kind of a thing? It's like, okay, there's a lot you can do with that. That's great. Like you said, create a moment. But what if there's a courting of Ronda Rousey? It's entirely amazing to think that what if Paul Heyman did come out and say, you know, Rhonda, allow me to offer my services. I have uh, experience working oh, with God. MMA. So you just think it's going to be another three months of Shane and Stephanie just fighting over Ronda? I, I don't really give a fuck at this point. I think we've established that this was a great moment. We're celebrating it for what it is. It's fun. I am ready for it to not live up to my expectations. And I am ready for it to be something that may very possibly bust. Because look at the reality of it. You know, she might have trained a little bit. Uh, and and been doing that, but that's it's hard to do that on that big stage, just without fighting. And you know they want to do these gimmicks where they kind of you know there's talk of if she's going to tag with the Rock, if she's going to come out versus uh, Triple H and Stephanie. Do they have something else in mind? Is there that mega tag match that they teased? I mean, it, at this point, we're going to find out as it unfolds. But uh, for her, I think that it was a big win for the WWE yesterday that they got the social media that they wanted from it and as an mma fan i i mean i'm going to be talking about this on verbal tap i'm excited to tell people why to be at least into it or at least make the case for it because if you're not into it it does open up a few things so i'm sorry but you were you were about to say something oh people are going to be closet into it everybody's into it that's why i was going to ask you you keep saying social media Mm. But is this like the last push to try to put things into the mainstream as far as like cable goes, like the like the ESPNs and the the mainstream cable syndicate kind of things? Or are they just going to ditch that completely after this and go after, like you said, the Facebooks and which will always generate no matter what. But are they just going to shy away from what, what happens when Fox buys them? You know what I mean? Does this get Rhonda already get to be like a spokeswoman for a channel at this point? <laughs> 
Possibly. I mean, she could be a franchise player. It's a smart thing. You've got Lesnar, who's on the end of his contract. So now, I mean, the WWE can say, like, cool, we have the two top UFC draws for pay-per-views now with us, with the exception of Conor McGregor. But don't worry, he's on retainer soon. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Easy. So I I think to myself, uh, you know, these things are, are happening very quickly. Uh, but let's discuss the idea of why people are maybe a little bit upset about it because there were some issues that people seem to really not like about uh, yesterday's Royal Rumble. They didn't like everything else. What is there not to like? That was really fun. You know, it was one of the Rumbles that finally there was like the matches, the undercard got overshadowed by the Rumble, both Rumbles, because they were a lot of fun. Like you said, the nostalgia act with the women and then be the part the girls that deserve to be a part of the first women's Royal Rumble, that's only going to happen once. And then the guys gave us what we what people wanted, and it actually looked like they put a lot of time and thought to to make it fun. The whole Heath Slater thing was brilliant. I wish it could have gone a lot could have gone a lot longer. But then when you found out it was Sheamus's birthday, you know, and stuff like that, I thought that I heard a lot of people don't like the Kofi Kingston spot. I thought that was I mean, there's only so much more that you can do with it. You know, it made it made complete it made complete sense. Actually, I hated the hurricane. <laughs> you hated the hurricane. People love the hurricane. Oh, my God. I hate the hurricane. <laughs> but there's an interesting moment that I thought the Kofi's best moment was that he got paid tribute to in the women's match. And again, uh, you know, going back to this whole, if you didn't like the women's Royal Rumble, uh, okay, whatever. But, you know, I said the same thing about the female Ghostbusters reboot that I'll say about this, which is it's not truly a quality until females can have an average anything and it not be the worst thing in the world. When I saw the female Ghostbusters, I said, okay, it's an average fucking comedy adventure movie. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Real quality is for me to look at it and go, okay, that's fine. Sure, you women can't have a women's cash grab for a mo- major motion picture. Oh, no. How dare they? Oh, are you going to go see that new Jason Statham movie? Oh, yeah. Is it the same movie you've ever seen? Yeah, cool. You're gonna go see The Rock in Fast and Furious 19. Uh, yeah, I mean it's the same thing, and it's a car. Okay, cool. This one's Ghostbusters. Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, why do they gotta change it? Fuck off. Kate McKinnon for life. Yeah, but she is amazing in that movie. But I felt it's the same thing where I looked at the Royal Rumble and I said, this doesn't have to be the most amazing thing ever. I'm enjoying it for what it is, and I didn't think it would ever cross the line into bad. I think they did some fun things in there. So when we talk about the actual other parts of the Royal Rumble, uh, Nakamura is the right choice, man. I mean, people want the Daniel Bryan. They want the surprises. They want so many things that I feel now the real talk they give you in the same vein that we were talking about how, you know, the joke was you don't want to get called to the main roster from NXT. I think the new Triple H talk is you want to take a seat, man? What is it? Chips, what, what's going on, man? Uh, you're uh, you're number thirty, man. No, I'm not thirty. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you. I'm not gonna be who they want me to be. I know. It sucks, man. You're gonna take one for the team. Fist pump. I think that's what Ray was most happy about. <laughs> I think that was enough having Rey Mysterio come back. You know what I mean? It's just like just as long as I'm not number thirty was put into his contract, probably. So was that punishment for Dolph Ziggler? 
I mean, it's it could be storyline. It could be a number of things. It's just, uh, I just, I thought it was okay. But I just feel that if you're number 30, you know, it could be Mother Teresa reincarnated. People would go, eh, it wasn't Daniel Bryan. Mm. I don't know if Daniel, no, in retrospect, I don't know if Daniel Bryan, I don't think that was the time for him to do it. I think this went off as well as it could have gone off without him. I'm just saying, I think that this is the new normal. I think this is something that we're going to need to get used to expecting is these poor individuals are going to have to take heat no matter what it is, uh, just because the crowds are getting a little bit more. The game's changing, and you just have to you have to evolve with the game. So let's talk about the other matches. What did you think of the handicap match? It was good work. You know what I mean? They were limited. A lot of people don't know that um... – Kevin Owens is hobbling or <clears throat> hobbling around on a legit injury. So it was what it was. That little spot where um, in the corner where they monkey flipped into the Hurricane Rana was, you know, that was, you don't see a lot of that. I, I don't know. I, I think I just expect a lot more out of him because I know I've watched him for so long in Ring of Honor and the Indies mm. that you always think they're going to have this, you know, show-stealing match. And, I think it needed to be what it needed to be. They needed to put AJ over, you know, to tell the story, to have the Nakamura thing be, you know, it kind of, it, I thought it was a nice ebb and flow. I thought it was, that it was cool. It's an opener. Cause usually the belt needs to be reserved for the end, you know, with the lineage, but you still have the universal title to come and you still had the monumental first women's Royal rumble. And that's why I thought it was a kick. I kept on when I was watching the actual rumble, the guys rumble, you felt like, Especially if you had been drinking a little bit, you're kind of like, there's still like an hour and a half after this. <laughs> like, I, you know what I mean? I'm like, this is it after this, right? Mm. Like, like, and then you're just like, I, for the first time watching TV, I felt like how a live crowd would feel, like the up, and then you're yeah. going to be, no matter what, you're going to be dead for whatever match was to come. <clears throat> so, yeah, it was, I felt like it was a nice build, um, which brought us on to the second match, which was nice. They were quick matches, mm. you know what I mean? A lot of people are, you know, that's what you've heard, like, especially with the Goldberg-Lesnar promos, like, the length of time. I don't think it kind of mattered. I think it was, especially with, like, the NXT takeover, there was more storytelling was more the focus. Well, I mean, I felt storytelling was the match or the aspect of the match for the Cesaro, Sheamus, and Seth and Jordan match because, uh, you know, the big tell on that one is, Oh, my head and my back. Oh. No. Well, you know what they were doing, right? Mm. That was another um, retro spot or a nostalgia act just done a whole lot differently. I just all I could all I could picture was mankind sitting there mm-hmm. pouting when he did that when the rock didn't um, like didn't take his present. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> but mankind was pouting there. But Jason. Yeah. That was apropos, and it's because he had new tights on. They were blue, mm. you know, it had the fire. You know what it looked like for uh, for Jason, though? For Jason, it looked like he was trying to cosplay as a old-school X-Men character, but he couldn't afford the full outfit. <laughs> Just the outside undies. Black Cyclops. <laughs> Black Cyclops. By the way, my new favorite character. <laughs> I had read recently that Cyclops went super, like, dumb militant. And I was like, oh, no. But Black Cyclops is the most fearful character of all time. With a, with a, pair, with a pair of Dre beats and a, and a, <laughs> and a visor. 
I can't wait for that one. Um, all right. Uh, Bobby Road. No, that was on the pre-show. The next match was um, oh, okay. the We're Usos. Going to the match. And... Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry that I did that you have wrestling that you have wrestling Tourette's you're just hanging out Bobby Roode what, what was that Listen, dude I'm just trying to Von Strowman no because I skipped ahead to Cesaro and Sheamus and Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan because I thought that was an actual thing if we're talking about storytelling I thought that was the the thing that they were trying to communicate the whole match because we've seen Cesaro and Sheamus do their thing for so long now that I was like well how are they going to do this a little different like how is this going to feel different because they're gonna just give them the title back that was it um let's talk about this this was i thought the other big thing that was taking off in my side of the world for mma uh because we can circle back to the very beginning of it but brock lesnar do you feel and this was a question someone legitimately asked to me they said, um does this happen a lot is like is this a thing that happens between wrestlers and I said, mm-hmm. I don't know. The other part is the knee to the face for Lesnar and then the retaliation of, all right, I'm going to punch me, you in the chin. Let me ask you if you had the same reaction I did immediately because I always look for stuff like that. And, you know, smarts were like, oh, shoot, they're shooting on each other. But the second that happened, I said, I just blurted, oh, Brock no likey. And then <laughs> you just you just expect – I thought he was going to blood. I thought he was going to Randy Orton him. Yeah. But I think what he did was way worse. Mm. He punched him square in the temple like twice. Well, he had that one. I thought there was like a punch almost more to the back of the head. And those things are the really biggest disorienting kind of things. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of fucking yikes. But you can't blame the guy. Yeah. So... Uh, my question is, do you think Chris Jericho can beat up Braun Strowman now? Um, you know, it'd be nice to, to see. I don't know. I don't know if Braun is uh, the type of guy who gets backstage and goes, can someone just read poetry with me? I'm just. I have no, he's, out pig, he's out pig farming and cosplay. It's <laughs> fair. Um, I don't know, man. I thought that match was, you know, what we thought it would be. And I didn't think it was bad. I mean. You know, there's the big monster spots that you get. Is that something you agree with? You basically got the, oh, no, there's a full desk on this person. Oh, he just threw it off of him. You know, you can't. They already messed up because you can't go anywhere from grappling hook. (laughs) You just can't. Seriously, you can't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They should have brought out the grappling, like teasing the grappling hook. And I mean, where do you go from there? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's literally all the way up. <laughs> I just, I was very, uh, I was just entertaining because, or I was just entertained because I thought to myself, oh my God, Kane's still here. And we're now getting to that part where I feel you can almost cook an entire bag of popcorn in the amount of time it takes Kane to do a choke slam. He got zero pop whatsoever for anything, huh? No, yeah, I mean, but I don't think he was expected to get anything. I think he was just expected to be the the meat in the uh, or the, what is it? The boring the meat is what everybody gets for. The boring part <laughs> is the bread 
in the fucking like what are you broad... talking about i love bread do you love cut bread? bread out of my i didn't cut bread out of my diet so i have to cut cane out of my diet now what is he talking what do you if a doctor tells you hey you know if your hellfire is lasting longer than seven hours you need to go contact you have a high level of glenn jacobs in your system absolutely um yeah man i mean kane's just doing extra at this point one of the longest term guys no talk like a millennial please kane is basic he's basic he's just like he gets out there and he does a spot and then he's like he's wearing a wig and it's like girl we know as a wig I legitly thought that too the last time he came out the the go home show. It's like, why is he still wearing that fucking thing? I thought at one point when he took a bump, because I think he took a choke slam. Like, I think he was really worried that wig was going to come off. And I go, are you? Why are you worried about that? That's not going to ruin any of the facade at this point. We've seen it. We know. We're good, dude. It was just like when people were saying The Undertaker was wearing a wig. I said, probably. I mean... He should come out half and half at this point, right? Nah, he really should. Speaking of which, uh, any update on what they're doing with him? Because... No, he's still walking through Times Square as we speak. <laughs> hey guys, we have good news. He, he finally missed, made he it missed to the three, He missed three of his flights. <laughs> right he's stuck in here. Misery's breaking news. Undertaker could be at Rumble because he missed four of his flights because he decided he wanted to take the scenic route from the hotel <laughs> to the airport. <laughs> like, have you ever thought of how long the Undertaker has to actually pencil out in his schedule when he's about to get on a flight? Walking? Yep. You think his house? No, because <laughs> he wasn't around then. I was like, do you think he takes... Like from his driveway to the house, he takes one of those motorized rings that they use in WrestleMania three. <laughs> That's my hope. One day I want to be old enough where people just take me around with that. Uh, man, I don't know, dude. Let's talk about this. Okay, we've discussed those things. If you want to go back, what did you think of the Usos? It was good. <clears throat> See, and then my dumb smart brain was like, I thought it was what they used to do that in Ring of Honor when they would just um, they did a whole like month-long thing with the Briscoes where they would announce two out of three falls and you always just expect that it would go three falls. Mm-hmm. But the way they did this, not only did they give two back-to-back falls, but the amount of time they did it in, I thought that was really cool. I thought yeah. it was a different, t- a fresh take. You know, and again, people with the length of the match and stuff. But those guys, you know, they're trying something different and they're making it work in a dead division. You know, the Usos have upped their game immensely with their promos and I'm surprised they got what they got considering the the DUI recently. Yeah. You know? And then um, Chad Gable is just, I'm telling you, he's my spirit animal. He's good. He's the next Kurt Angle walking and people don't, it's don't true, sleep on Chad dude. Gable. He's so good. He's, it's, you know, but that's just something you got to go. You got to go through the ranks and see if certain things work. And uh, I'm sure him and Shelton really, you know, talk about, you know, what they, how to make each other better and they feed off of it. It's just kind of weird. Brian Downey looks at me. He's like, does all of his partners have to be black? Like, is this part of it? <laughs> he's very progressive. He probably was offered a white partner and goes, no, no, no. Yeah. Please keep uh, it away. Uh, Thank you. What is the, uh, yeah. I'm no, I'm looking to make an affirmative action joke, but that's so like 98. <laughs> 
It's okay. It's Trump's America. Everything's old. It's new again. Hey, Royal Rumble match. Uh, any notes, thoughts on that? No, I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun at the end. <clears throat> when they had the six guys in, I think it was Finn, Roman, and Nakamura standing up against Randy, um, Randy Orton, John Cena, and Rey Mysterio. I thought that was a nice little pass the torch kind of a moment to like have the generations line up and i think it's cool that it wasn't the attitude era you know it's like yeah. it was the whatever you want to call ruthless aggression era. i don't know what they called that era i think they the, called it yeah they the reality era versus like a, the ruthless aggression era is how i saw it build okay see that's even so just like <laughs> ew like we have to categorize it like that just because of the attitude era so they had to piggyback off of that yeah. Doing too much now. I sound like this for sure. Like um, the attitude era was so much better. You get to suck it, and you know, and you got to. My grandfather was alive during the attitude era, and he served in the attitude era wars. He served. He served. He did his time. He He served in the DX army. He was in the DX army, and he was a cook for the DX army. But hey, he was still in it. That was his Vietnam. That was his Vietnam. Going outside WCW, he was uh, he was on the front lines, guys. I guess what I'm saying to you all is this: it was a good show. Um, I don't want to overlook uh, the pre card. Obviously, uh, fuck the revival one. Uh, Bobby Roode. Do you have notes on either of those two matches, sir? I didn't watch it. Okay, I didn't. I forgot to watch the pre show. I don't know if that makes me less of a of wrestling. Um, oh, oh, women's winner. I'm so sorry. I think it is important to denote we we should mark date and time because a lot of it was spent over uh, for Ronda. But it is important to go ahead and say, what do you think? Was it? I, <laughs> I don't think that was where I was hoping you would go. Why, why finish him okay I, thank you um i think it's pretty cool i mean especially when you get to the fact I, that when uh you get down to the last few which by the way trish stratus coming out as, as 30 i thought was really nice um but why didn't they do they did trish and mickey james why didn't they do trish and lita and by the way now that i'm free that moonsault was scary yeah yeah that was just you just saw you just saw Father Time take over on a moonsault when it happened. Yeah, this is like the hands of time guided her down with an abrupt. <laughs> I held my I held I held my eyes in my hands. Did you? Uh, yeah, I mean, again, it the hard part of the nostalgia act. I mean, if you guys are really smart and you're a wrestler right now and you're developing your finisher, please have it be something you can do forever. I don't know something like. Shawn Michaels looking around and being like, I can kick people for a good amount of time. We're good. It's the genius of the stunner, dude. Have you ever tried to lift? Can you lift your leg that high? Uh, no, but I have to do the hook. Because I don't think I can get the straight shot, but I can do the hook up I'm a little bit higher. I think that's the cheat. And where do you slap, where do you slap your leg? Uh, I slap my leg clearly thigh. Uh, <laughs> but... Like I, I want to say mid thigh is where I hit. I I slap my breast. 
<laughs> See what uh, I did there? Mm-hmm. Yep. Equality. Oh, and how good did Ric Flair look as a colonel? Was that scary? <laughs> okay, I was I was gonna use that as a nice uh, aperitif because I was wondering. I go, please don't encourage him any more than he needs to be encouraged to go out to a ring. But they did it great, and you know what, dude, the Miz is the true MVP for these commercials. The only thing I could think is like they had a crowd had to really sit through the mm-hmm. <laughs> SmackDown because the ropes were blue. Mm-hmm. But then the more it progressed, well, it was super edited down. But when Ric Flair came out, I was like, that should legitly be their, <laughs> their mascot from now on. Him. You know how into it people would be? For You know, Ric Flair is like the new hot thing with the crossover videos and yeah. the 30 for 30 and uh, Jet Fly. Everybody does that shit now. So, I mean, come on, KFC. And he can that's use the, the money that's the only if way. we're being honest. Right. And uh, that's, this is the only way I'm going to forget that uh, a set of chicken wings um, alleged uh, alleged Enzo of sexually harassing it back on a commercial in 2017. God damn, dude. I still – like when you brought that up, I go, fuck. Yeah, you're right. That did happen. Foreshadowing. Um, interesting thing on this though. I was happy to see them give Rusev some love on that, too. I thought him and The Miz were inspired choices on that. But I I laughed fucking a lot on that. Uh, Okay, let's discuss. Uh, Somebody asked the previous day, with a show like NXT, how could you even be excited for the Rumble? And I mean, you know, the Rumble still, it got its big thing. It got its due. It made the rounds and it's trending and you get LaRonda, the whole press from that, you get the Brock doing his monstrous shit and you get Nakamura winning and lots of tons of trending things. Let's not overlook what an amazing show NXT is. And at this point it's a given, but what were your feelings, sir? Adam Cole, baby. No, I thought it was a good show. I thought that was as perfect as a show with the talent roster that they have right now that they could pull off. And especially when we're talking about the way all the matches were basically, I think they knew what they were working with. And they had each match had its own little story. Everybody wanted to see the hardcore. And I texted you in the middle of that when I was watching that. I was like, this, I felt like that was like a match of the year candidate. And then. Lo and behold, the next match is one of the goddamn best wrestling matches I've ever seen. I mean, if I could be candid with you and our listeners, I don't care the heat I'll take from it. I started crying hmm. like with like 10 minutes left. Hmm. I was rocking back and forth. I yelled for Candice LeRae. Like, well, when is she going to come? And when it paid off, it was just, yeah. I thought that was just magnificent considering nobody has any faith in Cien Almas. And the last three, four matches he's put on have been brilliant. And the whole way that they've written Gargano into, is he the most over babyface in the whole company? Yes, he is. And now they're adding the element with his family and Candy and, you know, he's he gets he's Johnny Wrestling. Yeah. It's That's a big name. All of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, Johnny he's Cena like is Johnny listening to Manziel. that and going, wait, he's Johnny Wrestling? Do you guys know that I have... No, no. Two separate not, names. It's not just one name. The first part of my name John is also Wrestling. John Cena. No, no, you're not a Johnny. John Wrestling Senior. 
No. So no, 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 no. Mumford. Between all these things and more, I'm very excited uh, to see John uh, get his his due. Dude, yeah, I think he might be the most over. And if I could say something, though, I would be very intrigued to see uh, if someone like uh, our good pal Douglas James, like, I feel like that would be his his thing. Like, watching that happen there is is what I feel that the people who know Johnny Wrestling have to feel is, is seeing that guy do the ascension, get to that point of being so over in that Daniel Bryan storytelling. And I kept saying that continuously, but it bears repeating that he's that over, dude. And they're, they're telling his story very well to the point where you already feel bad for him. And then he gets fucking clipped at the end. Oh, fuck, dude. It's like at the end of Saving Private Ryan, they like revived Tom Hanks's character and then said, oh, by the way, I'm a German doctor. Pfft. Death. Well, that's the argument. Like, should Ciampa cost him the match, the actual match? Like, he was like, go to a DQ finish. But that, I thought that was smart. Just like yeah. the, I think they were also testing out the Ronda reel. You know what I mean? It's, let's yeah. see how this spot works out at the very end. You well, know, but we'll make it, it like, like a dynamic too. You, if you get that spot, and you allow the match to be it, his takeaway is he gets the the last walkout. And they kind of have confidence in knowing they're telling a story right enough that the crowd is eating him up and giving him the props he deserves for getting a good. Oh, and he's been hit. How could you do that to us? That's and he has a beard. And <laughs> he has a beard. Johnny Wrestling's beard may not grow back in because he's been hit so savagely. Um, that was Chompa's beard. He's so evil. <laughs> I love that. I can't wait till I can do commentary one day. Uh, Mauro, you're a beast. I just get Mamma Mia. <laughs> I um I don't know, man. I thought NXT was was a fun fucking show, man. The whole weekend was was a lot of of good up feelings. It's uh, fun. Yeah. That's why I went off on my little burn 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 DJ Dougie wrestling burn 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 like all the haters stopped. Yeah. It's just like it for what it is. It's fun. It was even if Reigns would have won, that still was a fun rumble. You know what I mean? And when you really paid it off, when you realized that he was gonna flop out, that it, it was a lot of fun, and they gave you what they wanted for one time. So maybe it was worth the wait. You know, maybe they do want to reconcile their differences in a court of law. <laughs> is it law and order now? That really should. okay. <laughs> I was waiting for. See, you blew it one time. Jesus, maybe we do need a soundboard. No. <laughs> no. Dave, Dave, can we just get a soundboard and just be no? That's the thing. We're in '83. You think my newsletter has a soundboard? No. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just at this point with Dave. I I don't want to give away what we're gonna do, but I think we're gonna have something fun for you guys coming up very soon. Um, okay. Final notes. Do you have anything that you wanna you wanna let the people feel? Before we come to a close no. here, sir. That was that. I... No, I've said what I need to say. You can wow. go back and read the, the rest of my tweets and how I feel, and you can <laughs> like or subscribe on our iTunes page. Uh, iTunes page has a rating system. It's five stars. I invented it, but I let him use it anyway. Me and Steve Jobs go way back. I met him in the Pontiac <laughs> Silverdome in 83. Do you think that he also rates the food he gets? Does he, like, give stars out to waiters and waitresses? 
comes over. I'm going to start bounds. a food site called Nope. <laughs> Man, what happens? Do you think he gets fucked? How many stars do they have on Yelp? Do you think he gets really mad? Like if it's only out of four stars? No, I told them that they need six, but they didn't want to listen because <laughs> I wanted to give TF Chang's a six-star rating because I really like their sauce. Next question. <laughs> you might have to start doing the resident <laughs> Meltzer impression. I don't even know if it's like, a, like an accurate voice. It's just like... You know what? <laughs> it is on this show. And you know what? I wanted to say this real quick. We're, we're drawing to a close, but we're now on iTunes. So if you guys wouldn't mind sharing this, telling your friends about it, um, it's a great thing. We're going to be cranking out some more episodes. We're very excited about that. Um, but we also have to raise awareness because there's apparently another heel section, but we were first and you guys know that. So give us the ratings and give them the lower ratings or just don't rate them at all. Or just lie about it. Wait, which part? Us or them? You just give them the old Cosby. Oh God. No, don't, don't tell them the Cosby. I don't oh. think that's rude. Um, no, the iTunes don't know about the things and the things and the pudding pops. Wow. Okay. I don't think we're making a very good case as to why people should rate us. I think you should rate us because you like us better. We provide excellent commentary. We're able to take on the trolls. We did that right up top. We're able to tell you the storylines in a way that's not pandering to you. And more importantly, we're here to give you the yucks. Who else is bringing you a four and a half star Dave Meltzer impression? No, I want to bring the Waka Waka Wakas. <laughs> I think we will. So anyway, um, hey guys, it's been a lot of fun. We hope you enjoyed the Royal Rumble this week. I know NXT was a fucking blast as well. We're spoiled. But now we begin the road to WrestleMania. Or as one person said in Ronda Rousey's defense, uh, they said Ronda Rousey uh, on a tweet claimed that she has now begun her road to WrestleMania, one uh, troll responded by saying, I actually believe it was when this happened. And they put a photo of when Amanda Nunes beat the living shit out of her. So, you know, I mean, to each their own. Uh, That's pretty elementary. I don't know. That, uh, <laughs> you ever had a good, like, C minus? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it. I laughed. I, I'm, oh, still, wow. I'm still there. Anyway, guys, this will do it for this week's uh, installment of uh, Heel Section. The real one, not the other one. Fuck that. Uh, my name is Rafa Sparza. Thank you guys for tuning in. One sweet me. Help, help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. No! Help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. This is outdated. Help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. You could have just let me sing it. And no, you no, done no. It. That'd be no fun. I'm trying to work on my double. Like, now we can maybe have conversations between the Beatles and, um, God. Or Dave Meltzer. Well, he gets to go all to the things, and he gets to hang out with the Buckies and the Duckies, and, you know what I mean? He's, he's the guy. <laughs> he, te- he tells people no for an autograph. Well, do you really want his autograph? Do you think he's nice about it, or do you think he makes a face and goes, no! I definitely think he he tries to rate your, your questions. I'm just really doing a bad impression of Downey's baby. It's fine. All right, we have to end this. Okay, bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> I didn't know you were still recording. <laughs> <laughs>